Welcome to Unqualified Sports, where the unqualified athlete has the most qualified opinions. We got my dog Rashad McGinnis in the building tonight. What's going on with you? Man, how you gonna interrupt my interest, bro? Because I don't want to say the intro again. I got my dog uh, Shy in the building. Rashad McGinnis, what's man. good with you, big dog? Man, what up, bro? What up? <laughs> we also got, for the second time, to come back to the show, the man behind the scenes, Rashid Powell. What's good with it, bro? What's happening with y'all? All right, bro. Look, good to have you back, bro. Dog. Hey, hey, bro. You did a you did a wonderful job last time, bro. You know, you you definitely bring the vulgarity to the show. I can say that, and you bring it out of Rashad too, actually. As, as you... Hey, 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 hey. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that today. Oh, uh, bro. Hey, hey, bro. Look, I know we talked uh, we in text earlier. Uh, you prayed for the king. When you was at church uh, earlier? Man, listen, man. Look, <laughs> man, listen. Look, man. <sighs> I love LeBron, bro. LeBron, my favorite player now. <laughs> I done crossed over to the LeBron bandwagon officially now, dog. And so, so I, yeah, I pray for the king, fool. That's what I'm talking about, bro. You pray for you be praying for the king, dog. You pray for our team and the king, bro. I appreciate that, bro. You know, I'm part of the family, bro. You, that's that's what I we ain't do. All that, a family dude. that prays together stays together, my brother. For three years. <laughs> yep. Well, at least three years. At least three years, the prayers going to work. I'm just telling you. <laughs> just telling you. Hey, but look, speaking on LeBron, man, uh, he actually did something really great, actually. He just opened up a school back in his hometown, Akron. For I believe uh what second and third grade or third and fourth grade or something like that. It's called the I Promise School. Yeah. Uh man, what y'all think about that, man? Somebody will have a child. Somebody go have me a child and move to Ohio. Shout out to LeBron. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, my brother. See you soon. Okay. Man, they ain't gonna let your child live with all that cursing you be doing. Well, actually, they might, son. These is for like you know troubled children. So, yep. <laughs> actually, might. oh, oh, well, your child will be in the first day. <laughs> yep, straight in. My big children. Yeah, man. What you think about it, Rashad? Oh uh, no, nah, man. That's a that's a that's a big move, man. Like what the bride did today was was establish itself as not only you know. The, the great basketball player he is on the court, but like as a significant human being in his culture, you know, like it's hard for him as great as athlete is to be an actual better person than athlete that he is. But I think that's what he's showing people now that he's in a position to really reach back and and do things of this magnitude. Um, he's not the first to do it, but. It's definitely probably the most significant person in our culture to do it because I believe uh, Jalen Rose did this too a while ago. 
But that was definitely a big move for LeBron, man, and his brand as a person. Yeah, man, I, I, I totally agree, man. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, we always try to compare LeBron to this person, that person. Um, but I heard somebody say this uh, earlier today. At some point, we're probably going to be comparing him. Well, this is what they said. This is what they said. I, I don't know. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but they saying that we're probably going to be comparing him to the likes of your your Martin Luther Kings, your, you know, and these other great black leaders, um, you know, just for just for our culture and stuff like that. They saying that, you know, he might be amongst those type of names with all the things that he's, he's, he's actually doing, you know, especially for his people, you know. So um, that actually might be something true maybe in the next 20, 30 years. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? But he's definitely making good strides towards being, you know, that type of, uh, individual, uh, not yeah. only to black people, but to just to the to the nation, to the world. Really, he's just a great example of what a person, what a man should be. You know what I'm saying? He's a great example. So, I totally agree with that, man. Uh, you know, now you're part. You know, we we all family now and everything. Just just make it better. See, it just make y'all can't hate the new fans that y'all getting too right now, bro. You know y'all can't really no, dislike don't push, us. Don't do not push it. Man, they got some, it. they got some under, this man buying bicycles for children. He even helping their mamas and their daddies find jobs at this center and everything. Man, this dude here help you get your GED. And you mean to tell me I'm pushing it? Come on, dog. <laughs> I'm pushing it. Don't forget everything free. Everything free from tuition to the uniform. And got a pension. And college. And, yeah, and you guaranteed to go to Akron, uh, university. And you got a pantry just in case you ain't got no food to feed your family. Come on, dog. But I'm pushing it. We can't be family now, dog. This is what we bring to the table. We can look. That ain't even important, dog. That ain't even important, dog. We ain't, we gonna. Man, look, man. Look, look. Get family off the court. It got nothing to do with us getting family on the court. So you gonna disrespect the man if he mess up? Boys in the game. I'm disrespecting you if you mess up. Why would you do what you I got no problem with LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> no problem with LeBron. I got no problem with the fans. That's what I got a problem with. All right, dog. All right. Moving on, bro. You know, we family, dog. That's a fa- family's dispute at times, but we, we get back cool right after. So. Uh, hey, bro. Hey, bro. Never, never forget, bro. Never forget, bro. I'm never forget, gonna forget, never forget the. I'm never gonna forget never, the beginning of this forget, episode. Never forget Kobe when I Kobe, Kobe when I will never forget Kobe when I. All right, let's continue. Okay, dog. I'm, I'm I'm gonna let you leave. I'm gonna let you let you finish on that note right there. Okay, we just gonna move forward. Yeah. Uh, we gonna move actually to something that we don't talk about as much as we talk about other things in previous episode. We are gonna talk about this NFL. So just to put it out there, so everybody know, uh, who's your team? And what do you look forward to this season with your team and the league? Uh, Shad, you can start first. I thought we were gonna start. I thought we were gonna let the first start. We we're gonna get the least amount of wins. Oh, <laughs> first, but, oh okay. Well, that, that's up to you. Got it right. Got it right. Got it right. Well, it ain't my team. I'm gonna go. Uh, my team is the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, led by Andrew Luck. So, uh, I guess it's the obvious answer, what I'm most excited about, what I'm looking forward to, the return 
to the captain, man, the general, you know? AL-12, man. I'm, that's what I'm looking for. to see. He's really looking real good in training camp. He's watching some videos. Everybody's saying he's looking real good, looking strong, healthy. I'm just happy to see him back, man. Get my coach back to doing damage. I like the uh, new head coach we got, Frank Wright. Y'all don't know him. He was the offensive coordinator for the football champion, Philadelphia Eagles. He came on board. Now he's our head coach. And I'm just looking forward to change, man. Just looking forward to change. Because last year it was bad for us. You're right. You're right. Okay. What about you, She? My team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, oh, my bad. My, 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 my. It's all right, son. I understand, son. Go ahead and get you some water. You're going to be all right. But, um, like I said, man, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, one thing I'm looking forward to is our defense improving. Saying good things about the young rookie, MJ Stewart. We finally had Quan Alexander and Levante Davis back fully healthy, as well as adding a defensive tackle to the mix Vita Via and JPP and, and Vinny Curry from the Eagles, along with Pro Bowler Jerry McCoy. I think we can do some damage with our defense, as long as our offense helps them out a little bit, keep them off the field, keep them well rested. Unfortunately, we lost Jameis, but I'm excited to see what we do with our young running back, Rojo, as well as our backup quarterback, Brian Fitzpatrick. And, of course, <laughs> he said that. He, that was the only thing he said with a little bit of confidence. <laughs> and, of course, you know, our uh, trap gun wide receiver and Mike Evans, huh? The future. Okay, okay. Actually, before I say who my team is, most people probably know if they listen to the show. Before I say who my, who my team is, because I'm actually going to use my team to segue, what do y'all think about the league this year? Like, uh, anything y'all looking forward to seeing this year? Any teams outside of y'all own teams? Uh, any stories that's kind of, you know, um, outside of what we discussed previously? Is there anything that's kind of intriguing to you guys? Uh, I guess she, you can start. Uh, I'm still intrigued how Kevin uh, Eric Reed don't have a job. Uh, I don't really plan on watching football this year, to be honest with you. Uh, I just stick to my little side notes and uh, common sense to get me through fantasy football and all that, all that good stuff. But outside of that, man, uh, outside of them trying to bully these guys with the with their freedom of speech and their rights. Until that time, man, they might as well chalk it up for the season to me. Yeah, we gonna, and we definitely going to get into that. So you can say, you can hold your thoughts on that one because uh, we're we going to discuss that in a minute. Uh, what about you, Shy? Um, I don't know, man. She kind of summed it up for me, too. You know? I really don't see how these two people who we both, I mean, who all three of us know is well capable enough to play at a professional level and due to their beliefs as a human being, they're being blackballed and exiled out of this league. Um, it's tough, man. It's really tough to digest that and to be supportive of that league, you know, 
even though we love the game so much, you know, we grew up playing it and we grew up watching it. So it really has a special place in our heart, you know, it means a lot to us. But to see them do, you know, our people like that too, you know, just makes it real difficult to accept what's going on with every grieving Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I totally understand. I I hate to be the tone changer a little bit with this, uh, but as far as what mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to with this, because I, I I as far as that goes, I got I got a lot of the, a lot of opinions about Kaepernick, about Eric Reed. Uh, on one of my other podcasts, my little cousin spoke on it. My uncle spoke on it. He had the same same type of uh, his mind state is the same as she going into this season. He say he's not watching no football on Sunday. He'll watch his football on Saturday. He's not watching it on Sunday. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and, and all that stuff. And I, I totally get it. And, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and say I'm not going to watch football. I feel that way. And I kinda, I'm kind of leaning towards it as, as well. So I don't want to, you know, get too much into that right now. But uh, as far as things that I do look forward to, because I'm probably going to watch some football. <laughs> Is uh let me see. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't see that part. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I'm probably gonna watch some football. Yeah, so I I look forward to see what the Rams gonna do with their new locker room. Basically, you know, with all these new players, all these new personalities. Um, I'm looking forward to see if the if the Eagles will have any trouble. You know, the Packers uh uh supposedly gonna be you know with Aaron Rodgers is like they everybody like they they got a chance to win the Super Bowl and that's kind of out of nowhere mm-hmm. for me. Uh, I want to see how far the Seahawks, if any, will they really drop off the map? Are they really done now? Um, will, will Dreamy Garoppolo actually stay on this winning streak? Like, I, you know, it's a lot of things that I'm thinking about. Like, I want to see how this going to happen. But I got to tell you all who my team is. Now, it's kind of bittersweet for me at this moment. Um, you want a drum roll? No, nah, I don't need a drum roll. Uh, they ain't, they not deserving of a drum roll right now. Uh, they're not. Yeah, they, they, they not. Uh, but my team is Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Clearly, America's team. Um, so, uh, you know, we got a lot of things going on with us as far as what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to being in the headlines like normal. Uh, <laughs> I look forward to hopefully Dak uh, reinventing himself on the field and off the field. Um, Speaking of that, bro, you know, we kind of been touching on it. And so I guess we need to go ahead and get into it with this anthem protest. Um, you know, you got Jared Jones coming out saying one thing, basically saying they're going to toe the line. They're going to go out there. All his players going to do it. His son, Steven, come out and say the same thing. And then Dak come out and Dak say that football is a place of peace. You shouldn't be protesting at the, why you doing it? And basically his tone seemed like he was saying that's something you shouldn't have did. You know, like almost as if he was, his tone almost sounded like he was against what, what's, what happened. You know, he's like, I'm with taking action. I'm, you know, basically like saying like the protest wasn't a form of taking action and it didn't get any results and it actually has. But um, man, what what y'all think about this whole anthem anthem protest? You can go back as far as you need to with it. We never spoke on it, so say what you need to say. Oh uh, well, I mean, to, to speak on Prescott, uh, <laughs> uh, man, 
my fault to all the uh, all my elders out there who listening. But he is what he is, and you gotta call him what he is. Uh, regardless of how you feel about it, that's how you feel about it, bro. You keep that to yourself. They did what they did. They took their action. And I'm not saying that he not he hasn't done anything. I don't know what he's done. He could he could have been he can be out here doing a million things, getting the Black Panther back together for all I knew, all the way in Dallas. So I don't know. So as far as I know, he was against it. So I'm against him. Point blank. I got I got I I respect that mentality. What about you, Shy? Um, I, this is actually the first I've heard about uh, what Dak Prescott said, and if it was if it was that what he said, then I can't really respect him. I mean, as a man, you know, as a football player, I try to separate how I look at people on the field or on the court as to how I look at them, you know, personally, because you don't really know a lot of these people personally, so it's not fair to make judgment and things about them. When you say something like that, then I just lose respect for you as a man. You know, now, I look at you on the football field, you're a talented young brother, you know. You'll probably great things in rookie season. You had a slight decline in your second season, but, you know, um, a lot of that was due to the situation, you know, with GTLA, but I won't get into that. Um, just personally, that, um, I think you need to do some reflecting and you need to maybe go back and, and, and look up your history a little bit and, and see all the sacrifices that was made on your behalf for you to be able to do what you're doing with the people that you're doing it with. Because a lot of people sacrifice for you to be able to put on that Dallas Cowboys jersey that you wear every Sunday to go do your job. And you basically slap them in the face with that comment you made. And I just can't really respect you as a man for that. Well, I'm going to say this. Um, this just popped in my mind. And it's almost like, I guess it's more of a question. And we all three black men. We all three, um, you know, it's not, we're we not bum black men. We actually, to some degree, successful black men. So, uh, I think I think I think that's this one place where we qualify to make an opinion or to kind of speak on the behalf of at least what we believe in, right? So my question is, do we feel more betrayed when another brother says something like this, or do we feel, or well, more so, or do we feel more betrayed when, say, a, a brother is domestically abusing his wife? Um, because it's crazy. Not saying that people don't have negative to say about people say I'm negative to say about both, but it's almost seem a, a little bit quicker of a I can't deal with you no more because you against us type thing. Is that is that like a fair assessment to y'all or is that like you know how, how do y'all how do y'all view that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's because the, the domestic thing, it has not saying it's right, but it happens so often nowadays, people just don't deal with the same as the other situation, you know, right. because that's with anything. Like if, if 
you know, you slap somebody in the face five times, that fifth time you slap them is not as big of a deal as when the first time you may slap them or the second time, you know. It's just, with anything, the more you see it, the less impact it has. Out of time, you know, and I think that the domestic violence, like, I, I hate that. I mean, to me, that's very cowardly and, like, I, I really despise that. So, no matter when I see it, I just, it always sickens me. So, I, I understand what you're saying, though. I understand what you're saying because it does seem like one is treated differently from the other, which it really should be, you know, both treated equally as bad because they're both disgusting. Thanks, Sheed. I'm, I'm, I'm a side on that. Uh, they both should be treated equally. Uh, just like him, I'm disgusted by any man putting his hand on a woman, period. Uh, and so, just by me being that kind of man and not respecting uh, Jack's opinion, just as he might not respect mine, uh, I can't respect the man who's just out there beating on a woman. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because although there is a Me Too movement and equality and this and that, you a football player, you work out 365 days. You know what I'm saying? And you beating up on a woman that's 125, that's, that's why, period. Or even if you're a football player and you weigh 185, you've been up on them, that's 285. That's why. It, it's just, it, there's no, no explanation you can give me for, for that, really. And I know a lot of people like to say, keep your hands to yourself. But at the same time, we all know those double standards exist. And some exist for a reason. Point blank, Terry, that's just how it is. Right, right. I, I think um, my kind of well, I, I, I was just listening to y'all talk about it initially. That's what made me ask the question. But um, I just look at it like kind of to kind of play off what Shy said. Um, that man slapping that woman is one thing, and like you say, we do kind of get numb to it. I think though that since as a culture we're trying to move more in the direction of support and building each other up and you know even though i don't get me wrong i know we still got our flaws and it's you know we clearly not gonna change everything mm -hmm. overnight but it seems like we more on a movement of support black type thing now and i think when something like that is being said by somebody in our community it makes it seem like all of us got slapped in the face and i think that's why it's viewed maybe in a different way because we all trying to move in one direction it's like you're trying to put every everybody back and even though both of them should be viewed exactly the same because a man beating a woman, a black man beating a woman, another black woman most times is doing the same thing to our culture. So, I mean, we both we we really got to just be supportive in in good ways for our people, man. I, so I, I totally agree. With, I kind of, you know, I, I agree with you guys said, um, you know, I, I totally understand it. You know what I'm saying? So I just had to ask that question because I felt like it was it was necessary to kind of speak on both topics. Um, but, uh, anything y'all, anything else y'all, y'all want to speak on about the whole anthem thing at, and at all? I mean, cause it really shouldn't even be called an anthem protest because it's not, it never was a protest of the anthem. So maybe we're not going to say that no more. Um, 
it's crazy that that's what it in turn itself into uh into an anthem protest mm-hmm. and that's not even what it was it's yeah. crazy. but is there anything else y'all gotta y'all want to add to it yeah, I just hope the league could get it right, man. Oh, get speaking right. of that, do you think what y'all think about the rule and then no rule, and what y'all think about this freeze on the rule? Now that you know, after they came out with a rule, what do y'all think about that? They realize they messed up. They realize they messed up. They can't do that. Now, obviously, they didn't consult with their lawyers, the owners, or whoever got together to say, "How about we do this." And tried to do something. Tried to they just tried to force the player's hand. Yeah, they tried to big dog. You know what I'm saying? Tried to pull their card, and it didn't work. What you got, Shy? I just pretty much agree. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of obvious that they, you know, try to put the players in a tough uh, position, a position where they really had to get in. But come back, right? Right. Right, yeah, I totally agree, bro. I, I thought it was wild when it first came out, and then all of a sudden they re, they rescinded, and I'm like, okay. And it's like, so what's going to happen? Because then you got, like, the Miami Dolphins saying that players going to get a four-game suspension. It's like, what? You know what I'm saying? And not Jerry Jones, like, we you know, right. back to Jerry Jones. But, you know, it's like, well, my players going to stand. Why? And it, and I don't know if y'all if y'all got this update, but they told Jerry Jones not to say nothing else. They, they sent the NFL supposedly sent him a letter personally to say don't say anything else about this anthem thing. And I just got a feeling he don't care. <laughs> I just got a feeling. Yeah, I can I can believe he don't care. Jerry Jones is one of those people who feel like he's bigger than the NFL, like he is the NFL. Without him, it doesn't work. Now, I don't know if y'all heard this, and I just thought about it. Zeke actually came out, too, and basically he didn't – he basically said, you know, if you want to protest, that's 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 on you. We just not going to protest here. And somebody brought up an interesting point about that. They said, well, the whole time when Zeke was going through his trial last year, Jerry Jones really had his back. He was there for everything. His player was supposed to give you know, not had these suspensions and blah, blah, blah. So in Zeke mind, he probably like, man, it's the same dude that just looked out for me. I ain't going to go against him. And it's on some loyalty stuff. Do y'all think that that's a, a bad look for Zeke? Uh, you know, what y'all think about that? Shy, you can go first on this one. Uh, I think Zeke just needs to just, you know, I understand what he was saying, you know, but uh, I think these guys are so young, man, and I don't really think they understand the impact of what their words have, you know, on such a broad scale. I mean, because they're not accustomed to being in such a position where they're so scrutinized with everything that they're saying, and I don't even think half the time they even understand exactly what they're saying. And that goes back to the people that they have within the corner that should be telling them the older people that, that they look up to and their mentors should be telling them, you know, the ramifications of the things that they say. You know, like if you go out and say this, then you have to be prepared to deal with the consequences and the actions that your words cause. And 
I think Zeke is just one of those guys who just, you know, I understand the position he took because of how he feel about Jerry Jones. But, you know, what you think, she? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand his, his position as far as you want to be loyal to someone who he feels is loyal to him. Uh, but at some point, he, I, I believe he will understand that at the end of the day, Jerry Jones about his business. And at that time and period, at that point right there, you was the business. So he was about that. You know what I'm saying? Right. You were his business. So he needed you to play. Whatever I can do, even if it's showing my face in court to get you there, then that is what. Because at the end of the day, we all know Jerry Jones holds weight in the NFL, point blank period. He holds weight. Right. So, him showing up to your appeal proceedings and this and that, that says something. You know what I'm saying? To those people who have to make a decision. Well, if Jerry Jones is there, and we all know that Jerry Jones doesn't do this all the time, because I'm pretty sure he wasn't there for Randy Gregory. Other guys, right. but he about his business, man. And Zeke, right now, you are the business until that press guy can handle his point blank period. Because based off last year, nobody knows if Prescott can handle his business. All we know is that Zeke carries him. Zeke carries that team, that offense, point blank period. That's all we know. She and you know you can show it. Point blank, three four times is enough. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I got two hundred. Thank you. Say it. Point blank, three four times. Point blank. I did. Oh, that's what's up, though. I, I trust. I get it, dog. But to kind of go into a little, a little lighter of a situation. All right. So we kind of got to go through the motion of this as we, as this conversation got serious. The first time we talked about it. So, on unqual on unqual make sure y'all go follow uh, Unqualified Sports on Instagram. is under underscore Unqualified Sports. Y'all check our page out. Share us. Let everybody know about us. Make sure, you know, y'all come check us out. Comment. We comment back. We, we follow back. We do all the good stuff that we you post on Instagram, right? So, we posted this. We You know, we made a post. And it was saying, pick your top five receipts. And on the caption, it said, put them in order. And I'm going to give y'all a list of the receivers just so it'll be fair to the listeners. The receivers are, and it's not in any particular order. This is just all the receivers that's on the list. Antonio Brown, Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham Jr., DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, A.J. Green, Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, Julio Jones, Larry Fitzgerald, and Jarvis Landry. All right, so... My first question is for you guys before we get into the other things that we want to discuss about this. What's y'all top five I'm from this list? Y'all top five playing football right now, receivers. What's y'all top five? Number one, number two. Julio Jones, number three, A.J. Green, number four, Odell Beckham Jr., and number five, DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. <laughs> okay. She. Wow. Uh, yeah. 
I just my list completely different from yours. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking at it. Yeah, yeah. My list. Uh, my list pretty much the same. Uh, I'll probably put D Hop over AJ, Odell at number three, AD at number one, Julio number two, Odell at number three, D Hop, and then uh, AJ at number five. All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's cool. It is what it is. Uh, I got Odell at one, AB at two, DeAndre at three, Julio at four, and Evans at five. That's my list. So. Thank you for respecting our, our young guy over there in Tampa, bro. I really appreciate it. <laughs> okay, you got that, sir. Uh, All right, so do y'all um, want to explain y'all list? Why, you know, because, I mean, okay, well, let's let's do it like this. What do y'all think the consensus number one is in, the, like, that, that the media says is number one receiving the league? AB. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I hear, I, hear, I hear a lot of them say Julio. I hear a lot of them say Julio number one, the best receiver in the league. He big, you know, he fast, he, you know, he can catch, but he's 6'4". You know, he basically just out athlete everything, and he, you know, he's skilled. He's a skilled route runner and stuff like that. I hear a lot of people say Julio the best receiver in the league. That's what I hear people say. I hear, I hear people say A.B. probably with him, but you hear a lot of them NFL experts, quote-unquote, they like Julio, the best one in the league. What y'all think about that? Uh, they I don't hear as much as I hear, you know, AB. But I do hear people say who they are the best. I, I do hear that. Okay. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. But if you, if you want to look at these, you know, AB has been balling since he got to the league, basically, for the most part. Uh, it's just been crazy. The numbers he, he's been putting up. Uh, if he hadn't gotten injured his last season, he's MVP. Possibly. Like, I don't. He, he wins MVP. He, well, he, he wins it. If Carson, it, Carson like Wentz it. didn't get injured and he didn't get injured, who win it? Because Carson Wentz was balling last year. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's why I'm like, possibly. I don't know. Because if Carson Wentz don't get hurt, who knows? Carson Wentz probably would have had 45 touchdowns. You know they were going to give it to him. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he was like number two in, in touchdowns, and he didn't play the last, what, four games or something like that? So, I mean. From a production standpoint, though, like best receiver in the league last three, four years, I guess Antonio Brown, it's not even close. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's really not. It's not even, not even close. It's not, man. Um, I don't know if you guys looked at the stories lately on our uh, IG page, but there, there's a comparison of him and the GOAT, Jerry Rice, uh, before he hit 30 years old. Uh, I look at the numbers. The number's crazy, man. The number's crazy. I, I think he, he might have not beaten Jerry in one category out of like six or seven. Everything else he got. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. Um, 
Actually, the only thing Jared Rice did way better than him was touchdowns. He caught 95 touchdowns yeah. in 114 games, and Brown caught 59 yeah. touchdowns in 115 games. But Brown has, Jared Rice has 549 receptions to Brown's 733, and Jared Rice have 9,349 receiving yards, and uh, Brown has 9,900 and 10 receiving yeah. yards. So he got him by yeah. yardage and receptions. But yeah. that means Jerry Rice was Jerry Rice was catching some yeah. long passes, can I, dog. <laughs> can, I, can I tell this out there, though? Jerry Rice did that in a run-heavy league. That's what I was going to say, too. You took, yeah. Jerry did that in a run-heavy league. Yeah. I agree. That's true. <laughs> all do the, all do the, they team went too run-heavy, though. Nah, this, this team probably wasn't going to have it, but the league it was. They just wanted to run, but you had Jerry Rice. Yeah, and they changed the game up, too, because if you think about it, they, they kind of, like, started the West Coast offense type thing. So, you know, that was that was like a movement on the cool, you know. That was basically something the league wasn't, wasn't prepared for, and they just took it over with it. But um, that is crazy. So, I mean, hey, I, I think I think A.B. up there. Um, I think Julio – since y'all don't think Julio is number one, or y'all don't think the masses think Julio is number one, I was going to say Julio overrated. But if he ain't number one to the masses, then he ain't overrated. But if he is number one to the masses, he overrated. But either way, since... I think he's number two. I don't know how big of a disadvantage. <laughs> I don't think he's number two either, but that's just me. I, you know, I, he don't yeah, catch no touchdowns. I got him at four. I think DeAndre better than him. I, and the only reason I'm saying that is because he don't catch no touchdowns. He don't score. DeAndre can have DeAndre can have me behind quarterback as the quarterback, and he gonna score. <laughs> he gonna score. Dog, think about all the quarterbacks that man had. He could arguably be the best receiver in the league. He he just never had a great quarterback. Put him on the team with a Matt Ryan or uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers or uh, uh, even Aaron Rodgers gonna get him the rock. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't get him the rock. I said Matt Ryan wouldn't get that fifth time. Well, right. he, he ain't gonna get it. You might be right. You might be right. He ain't gonna get it with no touchdown. Right. You right. <laughs> you say what? All right. I said, I don't know who's doing that right. Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I just feel like DeAndre going to get the score, though. I just feel like Julio don't score. And I don't know. I just don't see him as being that. That I don't know. If you can't score. I mean, look at why Jerry Rice was that great. Not only did he have the yards, but the boy had 95 touchdowns in 114 games. Like, he was scoring what? 70% of, like 70% of his, 70 or 80% of his games he scored? That's crazy, that's crazy, dog. That's off, that's off the charts. Like, that's crazy. But, so look, this, this, this why we bringing this up, really. Cause see, this, 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 this the real, the real thick of the conversation. So in the midst of us talking about these top fives and why this person should be at this place and that place, I said, me, Errol, Munjet, Junior said that with this list, you could have put Le'Veon Bell on this list. Now he not top five, but he could have at least made the list when you got people like 
when he had 85 receptions, you got people like Tyreek Hill and Adam Thielen on the list. And these two guys said, I'm wild. Now, my my argument is Julio Jones had 88 receptions. Le'Veon Bell had 85. They saying, oh, well, they going to let them say what they going to say. I ain't going to say what they going to say. I'm going to let them speak for themselves. But I'm saying that, I, I'm saying that Le'Veon Bell could have been on this list. I ain't saying that he should have been on this list, but he could have been on this list because everybody on there, we clearly knew a lot of them people wasn't top five. And if you ain't from New Orleans or you ain't from here and you don't get a chance to watch the Saints every weekend, a lot of people probably say Michael Thomas don't even belong on a list where you talking about top five players. I personally think he should have been on there, but some of these people probably don't. So Le'Veon Bell, why he couldn't be on the list? Now y'all speak y'all mind. I, you know, I said my piece. Really, <laughs> Go ahead, Shad. You want to talk to the dog in the group message. Go ahead. 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 Go he only caught three late passes in Julio, who is the actual wide receiver. The question states, name your top five wide receivers in the league. And in my casting, I ask you to place them in order. Lazy Hotel is a running back. He's a for a reason. He's not out there running routes against DB all game. Like, he gets a breather on second down. You know what I'm saying? Like, he gets a breather. He gets to go and sit down. A lot of these cats out there, like, who know and stuff, they don't get to sit down. They got to go block for Devontae Freeman and everybody. Come on, man. Coming out the coming out the backfield 10, 15 yards deep. Oh, come on, bro. Against a linebacker who could barely run a full, a full five, bro. No, no. You not you not even getting double teamed out the backfield. Who else has to deal with double teams? Oh, that has to deal with double teams. Now I can see it. I can see if Le'Veon was lined up in the slot on the outside at least eighty percent of the time, and he out there breaking off you know, nickel corners and this and that, running fire routes. You like, ooh, ooh, ooh. but he's not doing that. He the what's literally happened literally. Literally happening is Ben Roethlisberger goes through his progressions. Le'Veon Bell can't block no more, and he slips out. Most of the time against a linebacker that blitz that he blocks. So now you have the whole end of defense where he just goes and sits, and that's Ben Roethlisberger's last option. Mm. It's a, supposed to be an option in the first place. He just didn't make the block. So hold up, son. So eighty-five receptions. That that's a, that's how he get eighty-five receptions. Cause he just the last on, option, son. You don't think they set up plays for this man to catch the ball, son? They done put this I'm man sure, in the slot. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. sure more than three times, like you stated in a phone conversation oh, that we had for the whole season. You said he had. You said he probably got put in the slot three times in the whole season, which is ridiculous. But <laughs> you to say why you try to make it seem like I'm the only one to say ridiculous stuff. You said that. So anyway, either way, what? 
I didn't say that here. You didn't say that here. No, I didn't. Okay, but you you also basically misquoted me, but it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's all right. <laughs> I mean, I, if if you misquoted me in, in a, some previous conversation we had, then I'm, and I'm quoting you. Anyway, sir, so look, either way, basically what I'm trying to say is I'm not saying that the man could make my top five. I'm not saying that the man will make my top ten. But I think it's funny that the man was top ten in receptions last year and was and just and people literally on TV debating about why this man should get paid for being a wide receiver and a running back because he's clearly a very unique talent. We don't see too many talents come around like this. And people, you know, we can compare him to Marshall Falk and all this here, and I understand it. But the way they talk about him is almost like it's something new. The way he runs the ball, the way he can catch the ball, the, his impact on the field, the team don't go nowhere without Le'Veon Bell. We just talking about how Antonio Brown, the best receiver possibly in the league. But when I say, oh, Le'Veon Bell could have been on the list because he had 85 receptions alongside of Antonio Brown. Who had who led the league in receptions? Uh, that's not a that's not a wild thing to say. The man could be on that list, dog, or should be, because I did say he should have been on the list, and I did have a laugh out loud in there. But it's all right though. I said she should have. I did say that. That's extremely wild. And they still got great receivers who wasn't even on the list, and you trying to move Le'Veon Bell ahead of those guys. Who? P.Y. Hilton. Okay. All right. See you. Hey, look. If you want to move on, bro, all you gotta do is say we can move on, bro. You ain't gotta bring up T.Y. Hilton. Wait, 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 you ain't gotta bring up T.Y. Hilton wait, wait, for us to move so on, dog. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You do know that, huh? Okay. I'm gonna fact check. Go, go, go fight it. I'm going to go fight it. Don't do that. Don't do that. He led the entire league with your precious Odell Beckham. You got number one. That is here. Julio Jones and Tony Allen. All in the play. See why he's Oh, you see how this man slick side? This man slick side. Like, like shit on the rest of the receivers now. Yeah. See why he'll. No, we're talking about consistency, B. What's what we talking about? Yeah. Last year? Uh, we didn't move on, though. No, we, we don't need on. to move on. We don't need to move on yet. We can move on. Man, move on. Like, like I said before, bro, in, 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 in a prior conversation that I had with you, maybe you need to go stand in a, in a football field at the running back level and have somebody at a wide receiver level on that sideline and see the difference in that, in that distance and who was covering them and everything. Like, it's totally different, dog. So it's a, it's a complete difference. It's nothing, there's, there's nothing similar really about it other than them catching the ball. Like, you can say he ran about and that's, and that's cool and everything for you to say, yeah, he, you know, he swung out or he ran an out route or an in route or he just ran a, a, a fly real quick up the middle of the field. But that's not the case. We all know that's not the case with Le'Veon Bell's catches. Both of his catches are the play broke down. Then Rodgers got the ball to him. They ran a they ran a screen play. Son, eighty five receptions yeah. is a lot more intentional than old 
oh snap, he open. Yeah. So it's a lot more yeah, intentional, dog, than yeah. just most of his catches is that, son. Like, it's set up like that, son. But, dog, when you have a chemistry with your quarterback, which you've been doing this with for three to five years, all right, I'm a block. If it ain't, you, what, the quarterback's will down with three seconds to throw the ball? I'm going to block. We both got this client time clock in our head. If my wide receiver's not open, my last progression is my running back. Or I'm getting the ball out of bounds. I'm taking the That's your option. And when you have a kid like this, yeah. yeah. you're, you're not throwing it out of bounds. That's not your first thought. Your first thought is, well, I'm getting it to, to Le'Veon Bell. And we all see the Big Ben break a number of sacks, break a number of tackles that should have been sacks. Right, right. A ton of big 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 is known for notoriously known for extending plays too at that. And who's the closest Yeah. Yep. Who's the closest person to him to catch that ball? The lineman can't catch the ball. Maybe I'm Bell. Well, technically he threw the ball to Antonio Brown a lot more time than he threw it to Le'Veon Bell. Because he's a receiver. that's but the point is the point is, know, they throwing, know, they throwing, know, they still throwing this man the ball intentionally. So it's not like, oh well, I ain't got no other choice. I'm gonna just throw it to my running back. It's, I'm gonna make sure you catch the ball this many times a game, and we gonna run plays for you. That's what they doing. Like for you to make it seem like they not, not this man don't go and line up. Cause what Antonio Brown had what over 120, almost 120 catches last year. That's what, almost 30 more than Le'Veon Bell? So that means he getting, what, two or three more gain than Le'Veon Bell? Like, dog, that's... Antonio Brown is not five yards behind the quarterback either. And <laughs> Antonio Brown do not have linebackers on him either. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. How many so so what that got to do with... <laughs> what I'm trying to understand is what that got to do with him being in the top receiver list when he better than some of the receivers on that list. See why T.Y. Hill didn't make the list. I think think he's a better wide receiver than Tyreek Hill. I would would put Le'Veon Bell at wide receiver over Tyreek Hill, over Adam Thielen. Have you ever seen Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, I'm just telling you they put the man in the slot, the man run wrong. You don't think they talk about good this man run wrong, she? Oh, my God, dog. The man running wrong and catching – Oh my God, dog! What football you? I know what, dog. From your statement about that man only being lined up in the slot three times for a whole season, I know you ain't never watched the Steelers play because that man really run run routes, dog. He yeah, run routes, run five five yard routes. Then he's just trying to get put the ball in his hands because he is good with the ball in his hands, man. So they just design a little short play, a three yard in. A uh, screenplay to get the ball in his hands because he's good at making defenders miss. Sonny Bell is not a great wide receiver. He's a great running back that can catch the ball. That's what he's great at. Oh, and just to, just to let you know, he was right by T.Y. Hilton. But it's funny because he was right. He was right. But just just to make sure we understand what T.Y. Hilton stand in the last five years of yardage. Uh, Antonio Brown had 1,533. T.Y. Hilton had 1,448 the year he did win it. Julio had 1,871. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown had 1,698. In 2014, Josh Gordon had 1,646. Man can't even scratch 1,500, and we supposed to think he's supposed to be top 
top elite receiver or something. He led the, he led the league, though, right? Can't he scratch fifteen hundred though, bro. I mean, come on, you gotta at least scratch fifteen hundred for you to be talking about this man like this. I mean, you just—that's some homer stuff, dog. That's like me saying, dog, dog. What? Five years ago, Des Bryant had seventeen touchdowns, best receiver in the league. Yeah. Come on, dog. That's wild. That's wild. And it wasn't just five years ago, but mine was just last season. Actually, it was two thousand sixteen yeah, season. Two thousand sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, not the season that just passed, but the season before. Okay, well, I mean, you can't say last season, and we know T.Y. Hilton ain't do his, you know, patented touchdown celebration maybe once or twice last year, like Julio. He did a little more than that, but man. A little more than that. Let's change the subject. What we got next on the docket? Man, okay, all right, well, we kind of got into this uh into this uh, NFL thing, but they do have something uh, about baseball, man, that's been kind of popular lately baseball clearly on a decline they losing they losing a lot of viewers they seem like they got a lot of like scandal is like always popular with baseball it's always like either pd usage actually it's funny because they actually have if not the same amount almost seem like they got more cases of domestic violence like i don't know if y'all seen a video of the dude that had his girlfriend in a stairwell and he was like beating her in the stairwell. He was a baseball player. That happened like earlier this year. Um, they had another guy. He just got suspended for 75 games. But one thing that's kind of standing out to me right now uh, is this uh, pitcher that played for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Who um, his name is Josh Hader. Um, and they at the All Star game. Uh, I think that was this past week. Um, they exposed some tweets that he put out when he was 17 years old, uh, using the N-word, um, saying things about women, saying things about homosexuals, uh, just a lot of things that, especially as a as a white male, you know, are not taken well by, by anybody, really, anybody. Um, so, um, you know, it's funny, though, because when he went back home to play his first home game back since the All-Star break, uh, he basically got a standing ovation from the crowd, almost to say like, you know, since he said he, I guess since he said he was sorry, they were. I don't. I, honestly, I don't. I can't even tell you what the intention was because I don't know why you would cheer for that that guy like that, um, you know, in that situation. So uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with it or uh, with this particular story, but just from the facts that I've given you guys, what what do y'all think about it? She. I don't know what happened. She go ahead, shot. He's still on the call. I don't know. I don't know um, why we can't hear. But what you got, shot? Well, um, uh, I just think uh, people um are really careless and reckless, you know, when they're that young, and they probably don't have the foresight to see, you know, what what kind of impact this can have on them in the future. But on no level is this it should be accepted. You know what I'm saying? Like whether you did turn out to be a famous baseball player or you just a normal citizen, you know, you you gotta be held accountable in some regard when you make statements like this. Like I don't on a and it, 
the thing that's wrong with society to me is that he's only apologizing, but I feel like it's because he's a famous baseball player, you know. But really, in all actuality, you should be apologizing if you're anybody, you know, a fireman or a policeman. You should really be disgusted with yourself for the type of thoughts and the type of things you put out into the atmosphere back then. And hopefully, you know, you've grown as a person and you take ownership to the things you said. You don't come up with any kind of excuses for what you did. You just accept what you've done. And hopefully you be a better person moving forward. I mean, a lot of people is not going to forgive you for things like this. But, I mean, the only thing you can do is really own up to it. You know, thanks God for forgiveness and that's your type of thing. That's what you believe in. And, and just try to go forward and really go the extra mile to show that right. this is not who you are, who you are today, you know. Like, those things don't reflect how you feel currently, and you've grown as a person since then. Right, right. Well, that's all. Yeah, she, did you hear anything I said yeah. about the uh, Josh Hader thing? Nuh-uh. Okay. That's a uh, racist dude, huh? Yeah, he had the racist comments when he was 17. He tweeted some stuff. And uh, the Milwaukee Brewers crowd on their first home game back, on the first home game back, they basically gave him a standing ovation. Uh, I'm just trying to see what your thoughts was on that. I ain't never going to Milwaukee. I know that. <laughs> That's the thing. I know I am. I'm never going to Milwaukee. No. I got a Packers game? Huh? Oh, no, I'm good on that. I just said something in uh, I'd rather go to Chirac. Catch the package there or something, bro. I mean, <laughs> they go to Milwaukee at this point, bro. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's another level of, of hate right there. Right. Cool. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not for that, man. They, uh, it's a shame. It's a sad time in our society. Uh, not really much you, you, you can really say about something that's just so negative and, and hate-filled, bruh, honestly. I mean, a demon gonna be a demon, and evil gonna be evil. So, not much you can really say about it. One thing, one thing I appreciate, I can appreciate about, especially all three of us doing this, is like, when you hear this story on TV, you might have three Caucasian people talking about it or one black person and a two Caucasian people or you know like maybe mm -hmm. a mix maybe more of a mixed crowd but when you got you know majority of one or the other it kind of it kind of shows right so yeah. what you hear on TV and the, the, the narrative that they portraying is well you know he was only a kid he was 17 and then so what they also do is they take other situations well when Barry Bonds was Doing his doing his PDs, the his crowd cheer for him. Uh, the the uh, I can't think of the dude name, man. He, he a pitcher. He the closer. He was the closer for the Yankees and the Cubs. He won the World Series with the Cubs. He was the closer. Uh, he's he's of some. Uh, John, John Rocker? No, 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 no. no. This, this wasn't that long ago. This was you know two years ago in the Cubs, two or three years ago when the Cubs won the World Series. Uh, oh, I can't yeah. think of he he's he's Hispanic. I don't know. He's Latin. I don't. I don't know what uh, what country he's from, but he had a domestic violence situation that happened, and you know he was allowed to play, and they cheered for him and stuff like that. And I I really hate that they do that 
that they try to use these other scenarios. And that's why I'm glad y'all said what y'all said, because it kind of helped me lead into what I'm about to say. I'm with she. Why, you know, people trying to make it seem like, oh, well, that's just a homer type thing. Whether you you just root for the home team and he's a home player. I'm with she. What that say about Milwaukee? Like, yeah. Milwaukee is one of the most segregated places in the United States, period. They have they have way more segregation than a lot of places down south. Then you got the situation just happened with Sterling Brown, the, the Milwaukee basketball player. Not only touching on that situation, not only did the, the cop know he did something wrong, he went got on Facebook and basically clowned about it. Uh, afterwards, talking about J.R. Smith and said how J.R. Smith, uh, I wish J.R. Smith was in Milwaukee. Like, he'll do J.R. Smith something and stuff like that. Now you got a crowd of people who, after they find out uh, a young white kid had something racist to say, had something negative to say towards women, had something negative to say towards gay people, y'all standing, y'all giving them a standing ovation. Man, I don't, that to me, that ain't got nothing to do with no being no homer. To me, that just go to show me, that show me what, what's instilled in you and what you, what you willing to support. Cause you've been supporting it in that community. So when you, when it come back around that this little young guy said something about it, it's all right. And when you're 17, you know, a lot of, I hear a lot of people say, well, you, you know, you should, you, you should know what you were supposed to say when you're 17. You should know what you're saying. You shouldn't tweet these things out. Don't get me wrong. When, back when we were 17, because all of us were on the same age, when we were 17, it's different from when a 23-year-old was 17. It's a different climate. Yeah. It's a different thing. We got stuff yeah. we didn't probably tweeted that was one thing. You know, we try to make social media as this whole thing like it don't have errors. But it got errors. It got time frames. It got different things. Just like basketball got its errors, how life has its errors. You know, 60s was one thing, that 70s was one thing, the 80s. It's the same thing with us with this Twitter and Facebook and stuff. His 17-year-old, he might be 23 now, 24. So this was five years ago. This was like 2013, 2014, something like that, right? Man, they got a lot of stuff. People start getting a lot sensitive about a lot of this stuff then. So to me, like somebody else said, it's a part of they. It's a part of your upbringing. That's how you was. It, yep. That's how you was raised. You was raised that way. You was raised to think that that was all right. That don't mean you just didn't yep. forgot that out your mind because push come to shove, nine times out of ten you will revert back to that before you uh go in this other route and say you not like that no more. But I think it really speaks a lot volumes about Milwaukee and I'm with she that's a place I never want to go I think they need to move that team from out with Milwaukee they don't deserve to have a team there uh of any sort of any sort maybe 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 the baseball team because they clearly support that way more than they support the the basketball team which is majority black and the baseball team is majority white so it's like it makes it makes sense you know what I'm saying and people not spotlighting that but that really set wrong with me. Them people in Milwaukee, you know, they don't want to judge the crowd, man. F that. I'm judging the crowd. The crowd cheering for this type of stuff, and it's that's a very segregated place. Them people like that or whatever. But, to look, because I know we, we coming up basically to the end of the show. This is more so kind of like a off-the-top type, type situation. Fantasy football. I know we all play fantasy football. One thing I want to put out there, we're going to start up a league. Um, we're going to try to get some of our past guests in it. We might actually invite a, uh, somebody that's a follower of, of unqualified sports. But before we go, 
um, one shot. I heard you wasn't all that in fantasy football. So if you're gonna be in our league, you gotta step your game up. Uh, two. Uh, wow. Two, I'm nice. Two, I'm real nice with it. But at three, I ain't gonna lie. I can't even mess over. She, he nice with it. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I can't mess over. But either way, fantasy what? sleeper, fantasy sleeper. Shy, he, and shy, he telling me you can't really say nothing about it right now because you know he dominated the league that y'all playing. So anyway, uh, uh, so yeah, let, let me go ahead and sprinkle a little salt. Let me go ahead and sprinkle a little salt. So we can have a little shade in the room, you know what I'm saying? Either way, so I just want to know. I just want to know. I want to know who y'all fantasy sleepers are this year. Who is y'all fantasy sleeper this year? Top fantasy sleeper this year. You go first, shot, bro. Nah, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna let the expert go first. The one, you know. Okay. 
right. <clears throat> my, my sleeper for the season is going to be Alex Collins, the running back for the Baltimore Ravens. I think he's going to have a, a real breakout season this year. He's going to get over that fumbling. And I think he's going to be their workhorse. And I think um, we might they might start utilizing him uh, more in their offense because I think they found something in him last season. He kind of had a little high streak, but people really wasn't, like, focused in on him. He didn't have, like, top numbers. But I think I think this season um, he's going to be somebody to actually stash on your team, um, depending on how big. I know y'all got a small league, so y'all y'all team stack. But if you're in a 10, 12 team league, 12 team league mainly, then your, your team kind of a little more scarce with talent. I think uh, he'll be one of those players uh, that you could kind of catch in a late round. And uh, actually, he might, he might shock you. He might get you. They say, I think, uh, if he got 15 touches, he averaged like 15 points a game. So, like, fantasy points a game. So, um, 15 or more touches, that ain't a lot of touches. And if he getting you 15 points off 15 touches, I mean, that's that's value. And I think that's I think that's sleeper qualification because nobody going to – first, I don't know about it, especially Southerners too much, watch the Baltimore Ravens to even know who they running backs are for the most part. Uh, so, I think I think he's going to be a sleeper. I think he's going to be a sleeper this year, man. Um but yeah, man. So, anything y'all want to leave? Y'all got anything else y'all want to say about fantasy football? Or, you know. That's uh, that's interesting. I'm gonna leave it now just because people talking like this. I'm gonna come on, man. I'm gonna come on, man. I ain't no people be chitting, man. Man, man, 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 man. Don't tell nobody that when I'm not Oh, come on now, man. Come on now, man. Don't act like don't act like I don't talk to y'all when the when the season when the season starts, man. Come on, man. Energy, B. That's all I'm saying. You got it. You got it. Look, forgive me, bro. I got to do my investigative in my investigative reporting, dog. I got to find out the information to make it good for the show, bro. This is good for the show. You know what I'm saying? Just know. Because you're going to find out something. Just think, dog. Think about all the no stuff. Handshake. What? No handshakes or nothing when the season starts, dog. I don't want no handshakes. I don't want no good right. games. That's like every season. It's straight, That's every it's straight season. from blood. It's straight you know, from blood. You know how I'm coming on that. You talking about me, B. You know how I'm, I'm coming blood. on that, man. It's I'm not so much. Man, look, man. Why are you talking about that? That's that? That's the narrative. <laughs> he went with it. I'm rolling. I'm not talking. I'm talking to Errol. I'm talking to Errol, man. You talking to me right now, man. I'm talking to Errol. I'm talking to Errol, dog. Like, I've been doing the last three, four years. How long we've been doing it? You know what I'm saying? It's up there. Yeah. He know it, man. He know where I'm at with it. Luckily, dog, lucky for you, bro, I'm not in your league, bro, because I'll probably come in there and destroy y'all. I mean, it just, you know, just that's just what I do. So, I mean, look. Oh, man. Chill out, man. Nah, chill nigga, out. chill out. She, you know I'm nice. Chill she, out. she, I gave you credit. Out, am I nice or not? Chill she, out, she, am I nice <laughs> or not? Am I nice or not? Oh, okay. All right. What's up? What's up? What's up? All right, for sure. Oh, okay. All right, I see. I see 
you right. It's up there, uh, sir. It's up there. It's, it's up there now, man. Oh, it's definitely up there now. Oh, oh, we just talking about support. It's just very raw on my end from, from day one. Now she acting like man, he ain't never told me I was nice. He ain't never. T- man, set the unqualified league up, man. I'm tired of talking. Look, look, we definitely gonna set the unqualified league up, bro. Um. Unfortunately, you know, I I'm either gonna beat you Shad or Sheed in the in the championship. So, you know, you know, just look forward to the <laughs> champ being here, dog. Look. But uh <laughs> Look, dog, I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping, bro. But look, man, look, it's always a pleasure with you fellas, man, doing these podcasts, bro. Um, like like they said, man, we're gonna set up the unqualified sports league. Y'all stay tuned, we might pick you know, a lucky follower to come join us. And hopefully they got some skill because, well, if shine the league with them, y'all going to get a couple dubs. So, um, you know, look, we're going to make sure we gonna make sure we keep it going, bro. Make sure y'all stay tuned in for our next episode and, and everything else, man. And y'all be blessed. Y'all got anything else y'all want to say before we go? Man, you're a cowboy fan for real? Man. All right, man. Innocent, bro. Just innocent, bro. No, she can't laugh too hard. I've been a Bucks fan. He can't laugh too hard being a Bucks fan.